from Las Vegas. You're listening to Verve Church for people who don't like church. Thanks for tuning in. So three years ago, almost to this very day, I was in Poland and I was there on on a mission trip and we were there with uh, an organization that we're actually partnered with here at Verve um, called ProM. And we were there doing a week-long kids camp uh, for elementary students there in Poland. And uh, it was really, really awesome because we got to do a variety of different things. We got to um, do arts and crafts, do a lot of like musical things, teach English. But my favorite part was that we got to uh, teach all these Polish kids about Jesus. And I got to share the gospel with them. And um, it was just an amazing experience. It was an amazing mission trip. One of my most vivid memories that I have is we took um, all the students one day uh, to a local ice rink. I mean, we took them all ice skating as part of just a fun uh, offside activity. And, and these pictures will show you, uh, we, we formed a conga line on the ice and it was really, really fun. We had almost a hundred students in this ice skating conga line. We had so much fun uh, doing it. But like I said, it was just a great mission trip. It was a great way uh, to be a part of what God was doing in Poland. Today, we're we're kicking off a two-week mini-series where we're going to be living in this idea of God's mission for our lives. We're going to be talking about living life on mission and God's mission for our church. And this is actually really fitting because next week is the 13th anniversary of Verve. And that is super, super awesome, isn't it? So here's the thing about us as human beings. I believe that to our core we want to to do and to be good. Like what I mean is that we all want to do great things. And as Christians, if you would consider yourself that. Now, if you're not, if you're just checking us out here for the first couple of times, like that's totally okay. We are super glad that you're doing so. But if you would call yourself Christians, as a Christian, I believe that we want to do great things for God and with God. I believe that we want our lives to matter. And what better way for our lives to matter than to be a part of God's story and what he's doing. That is called living life on mission. And I believe that's what we all deeply, deeply desire to our core. So why don't we? One reason that we don't uh, do great things is that we haven't grown up. We're all just a a bunch of little whiny babies. Okay, I'm kidding, kind of. Here's what I mean. We need to mature into mission. So I have a two and a half year old daughter named Rhea, and we are in a really, really fun stage with her right now. She's learning so many uh, new things and cool and exciting things. One of my favorite things that we're doing right now is learning how to say different words. Now, I'm not sure if any of you have watched uh, the show Friends or even uh, are fans of the show, but there's an episode of the show where Joey, one of the main characters, is trying to learn French. And his friend Phoebe is sounding out uh, the syllables and trying to help him learn French and so that Joey uh, can say these French words correctly. Now, he says the, 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 the parts correctly as they're doing like each individual syllable, but when he puts the word together, it sounds nothing like what he just practiced. Okay, let's just, let's try it one syllable at a time. Okay, so repeat after me. Je, je, ma, ma, 
Pel. Pel. Great. Okay, faster. Je. Je. Ma. Ma. Pel. Pel. Je m'appelle. Mes poupou. <laughs> That's kind of what it's like trying to teach Rhea new words. We sound it out syllable by syllable, and she does great. And then when it comes to putting it all together, it's like she's speaking gibberish all of a sudden. But she's still young, and she's learning. That's kind of what it's like for us as maturing Christians. Some people might think that there's non-Christians and Christians. And once you become a Christian, cool, box checked. Jesus forgives you in your sin, and now you're going to go to heaven. But... That, that's not all of it. Jesus does forgive you and your sin, and you are going to go to heaven, and that's really great. But that's not all of it. There is so much more for us. There is maturing to do in our faith and, our, and in our relationship with God. And when you mature, you become mobilized in your mission. The book of Hebrews uh, talks about it like this. Chapter 5, uh, verses 11 through 14 say this. There is so much more we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. <laughs> Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Now, I, I believe that this verse is telling us this. It's saying, I want so much more for you because there is so much more for you but unfortunately you're not ready for it because you aren't mature in your faith. Now, and it's not like the audience here uh, that this book was written to are new Christians. They, they are new, uh, if they were new Christians, this idea would be pretty understandable. But the author uh, is saying, you've been believers for such a long time now and you're still like babies that need milk and you can't even eat solid food. You should be teaching others, and instead you are still here needing someone to teach you. You see, there's a natural progression that we go through in our lives. We are all babies at some point in time. Like, like Rhea, for instance. When she was a baby, she couldn't do anything on her own. She needed us to do things for her, make her food, and, and actually feed it to her. She couldn't pick up a spoon and, and feed herself as a six-month-old, right? That would be pretty crazy if she could. But Rhea is a little bit older now, right? She's two and a half. She isn't big enough to actually get up and go make herself lunch and sit down and eat it. We still have to do parts of that for her. But now we can put the food in front of Rhea and she can actually kind of eat it herself, right? She can use a spoon, she can pick up things, and she's learning to do other things as well. She can pretty much get dressed by herself in the morning. She may need a little bit of help with a few things, but she's learning how to do it herself. Eventually, Rhea will be a teenager, and our, expect, our expectations for her are going to grow. She will be able to do much more on her own than she can now. Now, one of my roles here at Verve is the student ministry pastor. 
and I get to work with teenagers, and I just love doing that. We have lots of fun growing together as teenagers here at Verve, but it's another step of the process of actually growing. As teenagers, you should be able to do more uh, than when you were just a kid, right? You should be able to bathe yourself, though there are some teenagers who choose not to do that or do it well enough, okay? You may have experienced them before. You should be able to drive at some point. As a teenager, you should be able to actually make the food yourself and eat, and, and eat it yourself. You don't need someone to feed it to you, even if it's just ramen and pizza rolls. <laughs> Which, by the way, there's no shame in ramen and pizza rolls. My wife and daughter could eat pizza rolls every single night for dinner if they could, right? But again, there's this natural growth progression. You go from a baby to a child, to a teenager, and eventually to an adult. And as an adult, you should be able to do all these things for yourself. And as an adult, you become a parent and you should be able to, to feed others, not even just yourself. You see, that's what Hebrews 5 is telling us. There should be a similar growth progression for us as Christians in our life. At first, you're a baby Christian and you need someone to feed you. And that's fine because you're a baby. But eventually you learn and you grow from that and you become a spiritual child. So now you can do some things for yourself, even if it is just a few, but you can do them on your own. And eventually you should keep growing. You should become a spiritual teenager, right? And you should be able to do just about everything by yourself, but hopefully with some guardrails and a safety net. But here's the thing about teenagers. I'm about to let you in on a little bit of a secret. Most people don't even know this. You ready? Teenagers can have a little bit of attitude sometimes. And they can be a little bit selfish sometimes. And even on a rare occasion, again, this is super rare, but they can be a little bit moody as well. Now, I know this is a lot of shocking information for all of us, but I just think that we need to recognize that. I'm not judging by any means. I was one of those teenagers as well. It's just part of being a teenager and growing, right? As a spiritual teenager, someone who can do most of the things that they're supposed to do, right? They can read their Bible. You can pray. You can come to church regularly. You can worship regularly. And those are all really good things. But for the most part, those things tend to be focused on ourselves. And we're focused inward within all of those things. But the life that God has for us is not a self-centered or selfish life. God wants us to live an other-centered, selfless life. And so, naturally, we need to grow beyond spiritual teenagers. We need to become spiritual adults, mature in our faith, mature in our relationship with God. And as you mature, you begin to lose that selfishness, that attitude that it's all about you. We mature when life stops being about you and it starts uh, becoming more and more about others. That's the life that we're called to. You read the words of Jesus and it's mostly about how you treat others, about serving others. That's the life that we're all called to. 
You read the New Testament, which is the parts of the Bible for when Jesus was born and everything after that. So much of it is about loving others, serving others, sharing your faith with others, pouring into younger Christians to help them grow. That's the life and the mission that we're called to. Now, can we just be really, really gut level honest here for a second? If you're not serving, if you're not leading a verb group, if you're not giving generously, if you haven't found someone who is younger uh, than you in their faith um, that you're pouring into, then you really don't have a mature faith. And verse 12 of that passage is, is really speaking directly to you. I'm going to read it for us again. It says this, you have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you, again, the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. And that's what God is saying. And what God is saying there is that it's time for you to grow. It's time for you to stop being a spiritual teenager and start becoming a spiritual adult whose spiritual life is focused on others and not ourselves. You see, that's the, the whole point of us even doing student ministry here at Verve. We want to help teenagers grow from spiritual babies or spiritual kids and spiritual teenagers into spiritual adults who, who mature into the mission that God has called us to. Like I said, I love working with teens so much. And I'm just going to be completely frank with you all. I believe that teenagers who are in middle school and high school and, and growing into those ages right now are growing up in the toughest time to be teenagers in all of history. I've had several conversations with teenagers literally just in the last 10 days about some of the stuff that they're facing at the world is doing around them. And my, my heart breaks. Now, I know that some of us would say that teens nowadays have things so much easier than, than when we were teenagers or when you were a teenager. And that's true in some ways. But in other ways, I believe that it is actually significantly more difficult. Teens have the most pressure to put, uh, the most pressure put on themselves for the decisions that they make, things that the world is putting on them, and are growing up in the most decisive time ever. Things are said like, if you don't agree with me, you're the problem. If you don't have a stance or if you, are, if you don't have a stance with what's happening, you're actually choosing the other side. Our world is telling our teens who they should and shouldn't be, what they should and shouldn't do, and what does and doesn't matter. And it's all over the place. It's on social media. It's always available. It's on their phones. It's literally in their pockets 24-7. Our teenagers have it really, really tough. That's why we do what we do. I want teenagers to know that they have a God who unconditionally loves them and that they have a place next to him in eternity. That's why we do what we do. So that teenagers can grow into spiritual adults that impact the world around them for Jesus. Because that's the life and mission that God has called us to. That's one of the, the reasons that we do things like summer camp for our students. 
Summer camp is a lot of things. It is a week full of fun, goofiness, playing games, having a absolute blast. But it's also a week where we get away and we focus on the things that matter. There are opportunities to grow in faith so that spiritual babies become spiritual kids, so that spiritual kids become spiritual teenagers, and so that spiritual teens become spiritual adults, even when they're still physically teenagers. And that's why I'm so excited about next week. Next week is our our student takeover weekend, and we're going to have students all over Verve here in Las Vegas serving in all areas uh, of things that are happening here on Sunday morning next week. And while we're doing that, we're going to be raising money for camp. Now, here's what I need from you. I want you this week to pray, how can you help kids go to camp this summer? Like I said, we're going to be raising money next week. And I want to be, I want to be clear about something. If you're, if you're a normal giver here at Verve, thank you so much for doing that. But here's the thing. Giving to things specifically like camp and other things when we raise money Those are things that are above and beyond our normal giving, okay? Those are things that stretch us and we give more to than we normally would because we know that it has an actual impact on what we're doing. So again, this week, pray about this. Could you help students go to camp? Could you help students actually grow spiritually? Could you help babies grow into kids, kids grow into teens, and teens grow into adults? Pray about that, and we'll, you'll learn about how you can do that next week. You see, as students grow, you see them becoming less and less focused on themselves and more and more focused on others. Experiencing the life and the mission that God has called them to, you see them maturing into mission. And that's my dream for Verve, not just for students, but for all of us to mature into the mission that God has called us to. It's time for you to grow. My other role here at Verve is the mission and outreach pastor. And what that means is I help our church um, help all of us to serve and make an impact outside of our church building. I believe that God wants uh, our faith not to just be about us and about what happens inside this building. He wants our faith to be about them and what happens outside of these walls, about people who don't know Jesus, about the people who don't know that there is a God who loves them and wants a relationship with them. You may have heard Vince say it like this before. We don't go to church. We are the church and we exist for the world. That means that we are for the people in Las Vegas and even beyond who need Jesus. And that's everybody. There's a pastor in Arkansas who wrote a book, and the whole point of this book was this very question. If your church ceased to exist, would your community miss it? It's a great question for us to ask ourselves. If Vince came in next week on our anniversary and he said, hey, it's been a great 13 years, but we're done. The doors are closing. I'm going to go to work as a slackline instructor. I don't know. Verve is no more. We would all be pretty sad, and if we're being honest, we would really miss Verve. But would our community, would our community be sad that we closed our doors? Would they miss Verve? 
If our church could become a family of maturing and mature believers who are focused on others and not ourselves, we would have such an immense impact on our community that they would most definitely miss us. They would beg for us not to close our doors. They would ask us repeatedly to continue the work that we would be doing. And I want to let you guys know, like, that, that is somewhat true now. We do serve our community in some really, really cool ways. We've done numerous projects and serving opportunities with Cup of Hope. We've done backpacking events. We have uh, lots of people who serve on a weekly basis, helping distribute food, food to those on the streets here in Las Vegas. We've done uh, lots of different things with them, right? We have, we've helped serve uh, with an organization called Scarlet Hope, and we've helped them, uh, they go into um, the adult industry, um, uh, like strip clubs and things, and help women who are in those circumstances. We have, uh, we have done community events with Nevada Youth Network, uh, an underfunded um, uh, organization and, and, a, and a housing project that's low income. And we've done events and things like that with them on Halloween and Christmas and Easter and a ton of different other things. We help provide um, opportunities for them. And we also have Love Vegas Days. Days where we come together on a Saturday. We, we meet here at Verve and then we go out into Las Vegas and we serve our city in tons of different ways. And we actually have another one of those coming up. April 15th, mark your calendars. There's gonna be signups over the next couple of weeks and you'll learn more about that. But mark your calendars for April 15th where we are gonna go out and serve our city. Our hope with Love Vegas and with different serving opportunities is that it wouldn't just, it would become so much more than, than just a day. That it would become a lifestyle that we all mature into, where we are constantly looking in our community, looking outside of ourselves and how we can be serving others and impacting others for Jesus. It is true that we do serve our community. There are people who would miss us if we did cease to exist. I just want to see more of it. I want to see more lives changed, more people coming to faith, more people impacted because of something, uh, because of something or someone at Verve has done. And more is all dependent on us. All of us being committed to maturing in our faith so we're less focused on ourselves and more focused on others. If we'd really be mobilized for ministry, that's what would happen. I am convinced that God has more for us, more for you. Jesus tells us this in, in John uh, chapter 14, starting in verse 12. He says this, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. I don't know about you, but I think that's pretty crazy. We can do even greater things than Jesus did while he was here on earth because he will empower us to do them and because he wants to bring glory to God through what we do. Jesus wants that to happen. We all want that to happen. We want to live life on mission. In order for that to happen, we need to grow up. We're mobilized by maturing into mission. I pray for us.
God, I thank you for today. God, thank you for this extremely clear mission that you give us to go and to do. To become more mature than spiritual teenagers, more mature than spiritual kids, more mature than spiritual babies. To become mature adults who are pouring into others, pouring into our community, and impacting the world around us for you. God, we thank you for this extremely clear message that you give us. We say these things in your name. Amen.